This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Tara Ritchie. All right, hey, friends. How are y'all feeling? Happy Monday. Hope an entire full weekend of sitting around and watching some football, high school, college, NFL, what have you. Hope it didn't wear you out too much. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be here with you for the next two hours. And of course, this is the Workday Red Zone. As always, we appreciate you tuning in here with us on the ticket. That's KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and you'll be all set. If you want to shout at us, uh, really easy to do. Just call us, 870-930-3776. We do not have a guest today and are probably going to continue as much as possible not to have guests on Monday. Uh, so that way, as much as, as much as we can, we can take your reaction throughout the show. Of course, we'll also take that reaction on social media. Facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or you can use the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So I think he's ready to go. I know he watched a lot of football. We've already talked about this today. So uh, between the two of us, we watched all of it. Yeah, I pretty much... I don't know that I stopped watching football yesterday. <laughs> I woke up and I watched the replay of the Ole Miss game, and then I watched just about every NFL game. So it was a good day. I don't know why I watched Packers and Saints for as long as it probably because <laughs> yeah. it was on. It was not yeah, a good game. It was it was about kicking. It was. Uh, I did I did nap through I think the first quarter of that game, and in retrospect, that was just that was really really good call. I'm patting myself on the back for that. Yeah, I'm feeling. I missed I missed some bad football, and uh, I'm feeling very refreshed today as we start the <laughs> week due to that extra sleep. Uh, what do we got going on today? Well, first off, I'll tell you what. Let's do a quick recap here of some of the things that happened over the weekend. Of course, it was a uh, wild one Saturday at Centennial Bank Stadium for A-State football in Memphis. Uh, James Blackman's Hail Mary attempt, his time expired, ended up falling incomplete to the Red Wolves, just uh, unable to complete the comeback there against Memphis, 55-50 the final. It was a phenomenal day, if you like, offense. As Arkansas State finished up with 680 yards, James Blackman threw for over 300 yards. Five different Arkansas State to receivers caught touchdowns, including Jeff Foreman, who led the team with uh, one TD and 198 yards. Tons more on this one coming up throughout the show today. Meanwhile, a dominant performance by Arkansas in their 40-21 victory over 15th-ranked Texas. Razorbacks led 16-0 at halftime and uh, rushed for 333 yards, scored all of their touchdowns on the ground. The win landed the Hogs in the AP Top 25 poll, so they clock in at number 20. And the Cardinals continue to gain ground in the National League wildcard race. It was a 2-0 win over Cincinnati on Sunday, so the Birds now begin a three-game series at the New York Mets tonight. It's 6-10 on 95-9. The Wolf very conflicted on whether or not we should talk about Cardinals or not. Lately, we haven't had a lot of time to dive into what they're doing. And you know what? The less we've talked about them, the better they've played. Their playoff chances are now up to 10%, which is still tiny, but is higher than they've been in about three months. So we'll figure that out throughout the course of the show today. We'll play that one by ear. Some other A-State notes to throw at you uh, uh, real quick. Of course, 
Anybody and everybody is in action right now on the Arkansas State campus. Volleyball, very busy this weekend. They had a really good weekend at the SEMO Invitational and won uh, a couple different matches on Saturday in five setters. So some good wins there. A-State Soccer closed out their non-conference schedule with a 1-0 win at Central Arkansas. So Megan McClure pitched two shutouts this week. I don't remember right off the top of my head when Sunbelt Conference soccer honors come out, but surely, surely she's got to be in the, the lead there for the Defensive Player of the Week, you would certainly think. Also, tennis picked up 15 wins at the Warhawk Invitational. Men's golf is in action now. They're in the Gopher Invitational. Uh, first and second round yesterday, the wrapping up play today. They currently sit in sixth, so they're 10 over on the event, but they are one of the few teams that are under par for the day. They're one under today. So we'll keep up with that scoreboard for you throughout the course of the show. Got two options for you on today's KavanaughCars.com question. I don't want you to go off script today. Sometimes we give you a lot of different, you, you can go in any direction you want. But I want you to pick one of these options today with us on the show. I want you to fill in the blank. I woke up today feeling either encouraged or discouraged about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. I want you to pick one. This is a little bit of a life philosophy question. <laughs> if you're a typically a glass half full person, you might automatically be going for the other one. On the flip side, of course, if you're a glass half empty person, if you're a little bit more of a pessimist, you might automatically be leaning discouraged. But I want you to pick one of those two. Because we're now two games into the season, which is a very small sample size, but we have seen what Arkansas State now looks like in both a winning and a losing effort. And I want to know what you're going with today. Obviously, when you watch a team put up 50 points, you can find a lot of positives there. In fact, there were only six teams, I think, in all of college football that put up 50 points against an FBS opponent this week. It's a good number. Of course, we all know what the flip side of this is, right? <laughs> uh, when you give up 55, well, there are plenty of negatives to find there on defense. Let's look at how it unfolded quickly here. Is Memphis again came away with a 55-50 win. Uh, Memphis started well enough in this one. You know, they, they got the ball first. It took them about two and a half minutes. No, 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 excuse me. A minute and a half. Giving them way too much credit there. It took them a minute and a half for their very first explosive play of the game. And it was uh, their quarterback, Kennegan, finding Austin for a 55-yard strike. So it wasn't a good start for A-State, not a good start for the A-State defense. Second drive for Memphis, they get right back in the end zone. A-State doesn't do anything the first time they touch the ball. So it's 13 to nothing before A-State can kind of gather itself. But the Red Wolves do score on an explosive play in the first quarter. As uh, Tavalen's Hunt, this kind of gets forgotten about and all the other crazy things that happen. He got A-State's scoring started with a crazy catch down the sideline when it kind of got batted into the air and he somehow manages to come down and tightrope down the sideline and, and get into the end zone. Did he step out or not? Who cares? The official <laughs> said no. So that was A-State's first score. Of course, three touchdowns in the first quarter were not even close to enough. As Brandon Thomas had his first big play and uh, ran it in for Memphis there for a 70-yard touchdown. And A-State wrapped up the first with a career-long 48-yard field goal 
from Blake Gerpe. So after one, in which we already saw... Crazy, crazy things happen. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But 30 points in the first quarter. That's what we saw. Second quarter starts uh, for teams trade punts. Blake Groupie kicks a field goal. Another explosive play for Memphis that gets them in the end zone. This time just a 40-yard touchdown pass, though. A-State scores with a minute and a half left until the half. With Hatcher running it in, that was nice to see. But then one of the things that we saw A-State have significant issues with last year was giving up scores right before the half. Didn't take them long to do that. In fact, they only had uh, 10 seconds off the clock before they were back in the end zone. But A-State did at least put some more points on the board before the half. So just a, a wild first half that almost hit the over. 57 points were scored in the first half. You get to the third quarter. Memphis starts the scoring. And at that point in time, Arkansas State is down 41-23. to and you just kind of had that feeling in the, the pit of your stomach. It's like, all right, this, this game is gross. A-State just flat out cannot stop them. And for A-State to be able to win the game, you needed, of course, not only for Arkansas State to continue scoring at the clip that they were, but also to get probably about two consecutive stops on defense, which just seemed radically out of the question at that point in time. A-State did get in the end zone to wrap up the third. After Butch Jones made a quarterback switch and brought in James Blackman, he found Corey Rucker pretty quick. So it was 41-30 at that point in time. A-State started the fourth quarter with a score. So they get get within six there early in the fourth. You're like, all right, well, maybe maybe I shouldn't have written this team off yet. Uh, of course, next thing you know, there's another big Memphis explosive play. And this, that, and the other. I left out Jeff Foreman's an insane touchdown. But at the end of the day... Memphis was able to get about one more stop than Arkansas State, and it was a stop on the final possession of the game as uh, there was no Bluff City miracle this time. I, I, I wasted about five seconds over the course of the weekend trying to figure out what this one would have been called because <laughs> we've seen the Bluff City miracle. We've seen the comeback. You know, would this have been the Blackman bomb or the sequel? Or I didn't... Irrelevant. It didn't happen. So A-State is now 1-1 one and one on the season. We'll come back and, and, and look at some stats and news and notes and all of that. Of course, we'll hear a couple clips from Butch Jones as well. But uh, again, the question for you today, actually fill in the blank. I, I feel encouraged or discouraged about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. That's our question, our topic thrown out there for you today. Phone lines will be open during the break at 930-3776. We look forward to hearing you, hearing from you uh, throughout the course of the show. Keep it right here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. Hey guys, it's Alicia Bellotto, and it's that time again. I'm here to invite you, Arkansas State Red Wolves fans, to the fourth annual Boots and Ballers for A-State men's basketball team. Thursday, September 30th at 7 p.m. at First National Bank Arena. Doors open at 6. Wear your best boots to meet A-State's ballers and coaching staff while you enjoy food, drinks, laughs, and music from DJ King Vic, and plenty of fun, including great live and silent auction items. Boots and Ballers is September 30th at First National Bank Arena. Tickets are $60 with premium tables available. Get yours by calling the Red Bull Foundation, 870-972-2401. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, 
Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Need health insurance now? Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield's limited duration plans provide affordable coverage designed to cover you for the length of time you need it. You don't have to wait to shop for health insurance. You can apply for these policies at any time. Call Woody Harrelson at 870-897-5000 or come see Woody at 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro today. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Plans available only to residents in Arkansas. Be part of a company that helps get food to grocery stores, medicine to pharmacies, and online orders to customers around the world. Hytrill has been an industry leader for over half a century, and they're ready for you to join their team. Design and build new conveyor systems and technology at a company that people want to work with and want to work for. One that puts its employees, partners, and customers first. Join the Hytrill family. Apply today at careers.hytrill.com. Kitchen and Bath, 5412 Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor. Let Vores Kitchen and Bath bring our skill, passion, and love of design to your new or existing home. Dedicated to your complete satisfaction, Vores Kitchen and Bath will turn your dream design into reality. The latest trends, designs, and over 70 years of experience. Visit us at VoresKitchenandBath.com or call us at 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Vores Kitchen and Bath, your kitchen, your bath, our passion. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step-by-step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal housing lender, member FDI. I see. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you today. 930-3776 is the number to call. Fill in the blank. I woke up feeling encouraged or discouraged about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. How are you feeling after two games? Uh, look, there's, there's a lot of positives we can find on offense. Maybe not as many on defense. But I guess a part of the question is... Look, the offense looks pretty good, so a little bit of of this is a a faith question. Do you have faith in the coaches now to maybe not not fix this defense? Because, look, Rome wasn't built in a day, and this was was a bad defense last year. There was about 0% chance that this was going to go from a bad defense to a great defense. But can this become a (laughs) below-average defense this year? If if you have that offense and you pair it with an average-to-below-average defense... You're going to win a lot of games. You just can't be bad like you were against Memphis and give up almost 700 yards. Calvin's with us on the phone. Calvin, how are you? 
I think Calvin's with us. Hmm. I'm not hearing Calvin. Do we have the telephone potted up? Maybe we lost Calvin? I don't know what happened. Calvin? Apologies, but I'm going to hit the drop button because I'm not, not hearing anything in my headset. Maybe we can touch base with Calvin later. Chuck, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, I hear Chuck, so it's not. <laughs> I guess it's not the phone, so that's good to know today. That's reassuring. Not sure what happened there. Again, apologies to our previous caller we just had to drop. But, uh, Chuck, how you doing? You feeling all right today? I'm feeling good. Okay. I mean, uh, we did lose a heartbreaker Saturday. Uh, I think it's time for a new defensive coordinator. Everybody's saying it was the quarterback, but what they don't realize, man, this kid has not started but one time at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and that was this year. He he made some good plays Saturday, and yes, we're used to you know Miller and Barrett and Cordell and Fields. You know they could all extend it when we needed it extended. If you understand what I'm trying to say, sure. I mean, you know, you just kind of step back and give this kid some time. It's not on the quarterback, man. You got to stop the run. You got to stop the pass. And they 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 couldn't stop a cold if they wanted to. <laughs> you know, I I saw a defense that also looked like that this weekend. So yes, I, I do know. Yeah, I did too Saturday <laughs> night. I was there at the game, man. Now I will say. They were hitting too high, and they was not wrapping up. And there was some calls made there Saturday that I didn't think was correct, you know? Okay. I kind of felt like Memphis got a little flavor there, you know, their way. Because, I mean, I think some plays on Memphis that they didn't even call, that they should have. But, and I will say another thing, the defense did play horribly. But your offensive line got a block, too. Yeah, it was – the run game was disappointing, um, which, you know, we did see that spark when, when Lincoln Perry came in. I, I don't know what Marcel Murray's situation is there because I still feel like he's the best running back on this A-State football team. We didn't see him at all Saturday, so you, you wonder what the situation is there. But uh, A-State was missing a right guard, starting right guard out. Um, so you had a little bit of a shakeup there on the O-line, but still it was just, man, When uh, there was one point in time, I think, Chuck, it was right after, maybe just after the first quarter, or maybe we were a quarter and a half through the game, but, but Memphis was averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 11 yards per carry, and A-State was averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of one and a half. And so <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was just not, that's not ideal for your offense. Look, A-State is going to be a better passing offense for a while. And when you have the insane amount of wide receiver talent that A-State does, you should be. You should be throwing the ball. But you're still going to need to get somebody out there to get you more than one and a half yards per carry. And, and that, was, that was a struggle until late in the game. Right. And another thing, I know you were there Saturday night, man. Did you feel like there was something wrong with Wayne? Because a lot of the games I've seen him play in, dude, when he felt pressure, he'd tuck it in and run. And it just seemed like he didn't run none Saturday night. You know, I mean, he scrambled for his life, but, I mean, he just 
he didn't tuck it and run. I've seen a couple times where he could have got, you know, positive yards of three or four yards. Instead, he throws the ball and it, you know, they didn't catch it. Yeah. I, I mean. I don't feel like there was necessarily something wrong. I, I do felt like. You know, A-State played a little bit. Uh, 50 points notwithstanding, I, I do feel like A-State played a better defense than they did in week one. And I'm not sure about I, – I'm going to have to go back and watch some more of it and look specifically at some of the plays where he could have gotten a couple yards but decided not to. Yeah, I mean, you know. And I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, if he hadn't overthrown the, uh, the couple of receivers – when they had a step on them, you know, that when the run, uh, I don't remember who the receiver was, got behind the safety in the corner. Man, it's been a different ball game. Yeah. That and it better wrapped up. Yeah. Man. Yes to both. Very much so. You know. It, but, but I will say, man, I hadn't been out there since the Toledo game. I am very impressed with the ball. Dude, with everything that they have done out there, I am very impressed with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, the Toledo was in, gosh, 2016. So you think about the changes in five years. Yeah, the, uh, the, the you know, Johnny Allison Tower was built at that point in time, but everything in the north end zone hadn't been done yet. And I, I know there were people originally who were like, oh, I can't believe A-State's putting water features or waterfalls in their stadium. But it looks cool. It looks cool in person, and it looks cool on TV. It sure does. And I'll tell you another thing. I know it wasn't a sold-out crowd, man, but the atmosphere and the electricity going through that stadium Saturday night was amazing. Man, I've been out there, you know, and it'd be dead. Even though they were winning, it would still be dead. You know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that report because, again, you know, Kate and I are in the box. He's doing the spotting duties. I'm, I'm in the in the press box. And so everything in the box is kind of – you're kind of muffled from, from fan sound and all of that because you're behind glass. So I, I like hearing good reports on, on the vibe because sometimes it's hard for us to pick on exactly exactly how it is. Dude, there was a – it was a great vibe out there. It really was. The only thing not – Chuck, you cut I out understand. on it. I guess it may have been where I was set because I've never sat in that area before. I've always sat behind the uh, the visiting teams over there in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. This time I got to sit over in the chair back. You couldn't really understand what the announcer was saying. Okay. You know, and it, and it could have just been where I was sitting at. Sure. But, dude, I'm telling you, you know, man. Very impressed with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a good vibe. It just, like I said, I hadn't been out there since the since the two, uh, the Toledo game, you know. And we normally went at least one or two ball games a year. Before that, while my daughter was going to ASU out there, and man, it just—I don't know—the atmosphere has changed. I don't know what it was like after that, but. Like I said, you know, Saturday night, there was a great atmosphere. I mean, I'm, what more can you ask for, you know? Would have settled for I'm, a win, but that was the only thing else on my list. 
You know, my brother-in-law went with me, and he doesn't like football. He just wanted to get out of the house. My wife ended up having to work. She was going to go with me. So I took him with me. He said, man, I'll go with you. Just get out of the house. I said, okay. And, dude, he really enjoyed himself. He got into it, man. I, like I said, he, didn't like, he don't like football. He said he was going to have to start going to more games. There you go. Well, you're you're out there doing the Lord's work, Chuck. You're bringing in <laughs> <laughs> bringing in more people to the fan base. So good weekend right. for you. Right. How bad was my pig? I'll be honest, Chuck. I completely forgot to look at them today until about eleven forty-five. So I didn't have time to go through and, and mark them up. I'll get the results for everybody tomorrow if that's all right. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But I don't care. That's all I had, man. I wanted to tell you about my experience Saturday night and how with it. I was going with a heavy heart after losing a tough game, you know, Saturday. But Georgia's good. Or, uh, Oregon's good, not Georgia. Oregon's good. Yeah. They're going to be a team to contend with in the back 12 I'm telling you, man. No You know, they was missing here. their top two, two defensive players. And, dude, they just, I don't know, man. They were tough. They're good. But, anyway, I appreciate y'all taking my call. Y'all have a great day and go Red Wolves. Thanks, Chuck. We appreciate the phone call today. Hey, real quick note here before we go to the phones and, and check in with Bootsy. Uh, because I saw that this question was asked a lot Saturday, and I, I never saw it posted online anywhere or anything like that. But attendance for Saturday night was 19,501. So I'll be honest, I'm disappointed in that number. I'm glad to hear that it was a good vibe. It, was, it, it certainly sounded like an energetic crowd. Uh, I know when I was walking out of the stadium, from the stadium to NBC Suites, I mean, it was still... You could still hear a huge roar wherever you were at, but but uh, I'm disappointed in that number. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. Let's go to the phones and check in with Bootsy. Bootsy, did you wake up today feeling encouraged or discouraged about the rest of the Arkansas State football season? Uh, I'm. I think I'm encouraged. Uh, that was the since those were the options you gave me. I think hopeful would have been the word I would have picked, but okay. Since you gave me the option of encourage or or discourage, I'm going to say encourage. And the only reason I say that is because, number one, I have faith that Butch Jones will fix what he can fix, you know, over the course of the season. There are some issues that can't be fixed uh, during the course of the season. Okay. The other thing is that as long as in the passing game, our secondary will continue to be right there with the receivers. Uh, you've got a chance to make a play. I'm still – that's one thing that's really pleased me about this year's defense is that we don't give them five or six or seven or eight or ten yards worth of cushion. You know, there's not a whole lot of run after the catch, you know, in most cases. Uh, and the other thing, Memphis is – even though Memphis is playing with a freshman quarterback, he was just laser sharp. Um uh, he was he he played an outstanding game, and I'm not sure we may or may not play better teams uh, this year. But I don't believe anybody will literally play better than Memphis played uh, Saturday night. That's for sure. And I'm talking about App State and Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina, and Lafayette. I don't believe they'll play any better than those guys. Um, but. I was. I'm concerned about our linebackers. I'm concerned about our defensive line. I mean, I never expected to get gashed all game long yeah. uh, the way we did. Uh, but again, another, another thing that encouraged me is the the sheer fight that our guys had because 
before the end of the first half, I, I was telling some people I was sitting with, we are gassed. We are tired. There's How are we going to play the second half? We're already out of fuel this half. But the last two or three possessions of the game, we got stops. Yeah. You know? So that was encouraging. The fact that these, the fact that these guys will continue to fight. Uh, so, yes, I'm, I'm encouraged. Okay. I like the reasoning well, behind it, Bootsy. Well, now here, here's a question, though. Um, Lincoln, I don't know why Lincoln Perry doesn't get more touches because, and I'm not criticizing number 21, the young man. He's, you know, he takes care of the ball. He's tough enough. Uh, you know, he's serviceable. But he lacks a burst. There's been times where there was yards to be gained. I'm talking big yards, and we may get four. Lincoln Perry touches the ball, and there's a burst there. And so, I don't know where Marcel Mary is. I don't know where uh, Azabuki is. Uh, but outside of those two guys, I'd like to see Lincoln get more touches. I- I'm with you on Lincoln Perry getting more touches. When he came in last night, one of the issues A-State had earlier is they were trying to run it straight up the middle. and that just We, we haven't seen that work in about four years, um, unfortunately, for this team. That It's just not working right now. Um, when Lincoln Perry came in, he was doing a little bit better of a job. Of He's just got that good shiftiness, so he's able to get to the, the outside and, and pick up some extra yards on those carries. Um, but I, I, I just don't know. I don't know about the run game. Um, I don't know what's going on with Murray. Surely, surely there is something that Murray has tweaked or we would have seen him out there on the field. Because, you know, last week we didn't see Perry in the run game, but he was out there on special teams. To the best of my knowledge, Marcel Murray wasn't out there, period, on, on Saturday. So, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what Butch Jones, one of the things that's difficult to figure out what we're going to see during a game day, Bootsy, is we can't see practice. And Butch Jones is very, very, very big on looking at practice data because he believes how you practice is how you play. And since we yeah. have no insight to that, it's really hard to get to know what we're going to see out there on Saturdays. Yeah, that's. Uh, I really hate that too. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I, like I say, I'm, 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 I'm in In fact, I'll be honest. I figured the Washington game would be a loss before the season started, but after looking at what we have, and after, and again, I haven't literally watched Washington play, but I've looked at their scores and who they have played against. Uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, that game, I think, is a winnable game. We just need to clean up some things on defense. I cannot picture them being as explosive as, as Memphis was. I cannot picture that. And I cannot picture if, A-State packling as poor as they get on, did on Saturday. Surely, oh, surely. That's the, that's the other thing. I'm glad you brought it up because it looked like little boys trying to tackle grown men the way we, they just, we just bounced off of them. There was, just, there was one play. I, I can't remember what player it was, and I can't remember what A-State defender it was and I felt I felt bad because I almost laughed myself in the box but I mean the Memphis player just like put up a hand and just it was like something you see in a cartoon where the defender just ran into it and fell down I was like oh no yeah <laughs> yeah there, there was lots yeah I, I saw a lot of that yeah that was that that that's the other thing that'll get cleaned up they're not going to tackle that poorly all season long I, I I know that so we'll like I say I think I've got confidence that Bush will fix Issues that can be fixed. There you go. Bootsy, we appreciate the phone call today. Thanks for shouting at us. Thank you. And we're going to take one more phone call here and then uh, go to break.
But let's check in with Wade, who's waiting patiently with us here on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How's it going? Hi, I'm, I'm good. How are you? Hey, doing great. You feeling encouraged or discouraged about this team for the rest of the season? Um, at the beginning of the half and the start of the third quarter, I was discouraged. But um, then I kind of flipped around and looked at other um, games and then came back and saw that it was that we had a chance to win. And I'm encouraged um, because they kept fighting. Yeah. Um, I'm a little discouraged that we that we missed some. I thought pretty basic tackles. Uh, and I, but Memphis looked fast. Um, but uh, but I'm a little concerned. At, you know, I think before the half we had guys uh, uh, lining up that looked like looked like they were taking a second and either bending over or kneeling. And that you know that's worrisome to me. I don't quite understand that. It wasn't 95 degrees or 100, um, so I didn't quite understand that. Um, but I'm, overall, I'm encouraged. They came back and they fought. If, uh, you know, we had just a, 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 an extra tackle here and there, made tackle, and if we'd have held them on third down, of, you know, there were a couple opportunities that it would let get away, we win that game. Yeah. Yeah, so, third down uh, defense was bad. Uh, more often than yeah, not, was. to be honest with you. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, you know, ugly. 19,000. That, that's, there's, and I'll say it again, and I'd say it to the chancellor's face, I'd say it, say it to whoever. I've told them, we do not know how to market. This market's not like other markets. I'm sure we have people that are working hard, and social media is great, but I, I know, um, firsthand, people I'm talking to, real, you know, person to person that that have been around a long time that will tell me they have never had an ASU person walk in and face to face and ask mm-hmm. you to attend games or or, or to, to uh to, to will they would they put out schedules not once um now I know there's a lot of businesses in town and I know the staff's probably short and I know that's something that you can't cure overnight but in a matter of two or three years a good pair of uh, khakis and a polo and some worn-out leather on some shoes will will cure some of that, not all of it. But we we have to start doing better with that. That's just my opinion. Um, but I, I think there's some merit to that. We we got to reach we we got to reach more. Jonesboro's eighty thousand people, mm-hmm. and with Paragold we have a hundred thousand people. With a you know a, a crowd of you know Memphis coming in, I. We sh- we just got to do better. Uh, I don't disagree with you on the fact that that was that was significantly disappointing. Uh, unfortunately, I think there there are a couple things also that are in play. Um, w- one is still COVID, obviously, but two is that there were some fans that got apathetic at the end of the Anderson era, and the only way that's going to get them back is a ten win season uh, because some of that excitement oh. is gone, and a lot of people are in wait and see mode uh, with Butch Jones. I, I- I agree with that, but I, I still think that there is a. I don't disagree with you. Wade. Don't disagree with you yeah. at all. Yeah, I, I just think there's a fairly significant amount of people, and the thing of it is, we what we have to not sell is right now we can't sell the win loss record. We got to sell. Are you proud that your kid got an, a degree uh, and is making a living from ASU? If we can, if we can ever, um, um, if we can ever, you know, reach into that. Some people will come just because they're proud of the school. I am. I'm proud as heck of my kid in Northwest Arkansas working for a major bank, making a comfortable living, 
Um, and he got that degree at ASU. And I'll put him up against anybody. So, you know, bragging a little bit there. But, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of people around that feel the same way about their kids and their education they got at ASU. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta sometimes reach into the into that. That's important too. Wade, we appreciate the phone call today. Thank you for the forum. Y'all do a great job. Have a great week. Go Red Wolves. Let's beat Washington. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Wade. Uh, we're a little bit overdue for a break. We're going to have one, and uh, we're going to hit pause on the open phone calls for just a moment. There's a clip I want to share with you all from Butch Jones when we return. Of course, uh, somehow, some way, we've made it about 36 minutes into this show without really starting to discuss the quarterbacks at significance yet but you know it's coming so let's get to it when we come back keep it here with us on the workday red zone we're not as socially awkward as you think search for 95.3 the ticket on facebook and follow us at 95.3 the ticket on twitter has music started to sound different are you having to turn up the volume at Ascent, we offer all hearing aid styles, including rechargeable, completely invisible, low-cost hearing aids. We're offering free in-office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids. Come here for yourself. To take advantage of this special offer, call 870-393-5405 or visit AscentJonesboro.com. That's AscentJonesboro.com. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. Livestock prices still falling. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn at 499, down three and three quarters with December corn at 516 and a quarter, down one and a quarter. September soybeans at 1271 and three quarters, down three and a half with November soybeans at 1287 and a quarter, up three quarters. September wheat at 671 and a half, down three and a half with December wheat at 687 and three quarters, down three quarters. October cotton at 9418, down 105 with December cotton at 9285, down 65. September rice at 1326 unchanged. November rice at 1357 and a half, up nine and a half. Moving on to livestock now. October live cattle 122.15 down 127 and a half. December live cattle 126.97 and a half down 125. September feeder cattle 152.02 and a half down 222 and a half. October feeder cattle 155.22 and a half down 250. October lane hogs at 81.02 and a half down 142 and a half. With December hogs at 74.25 down 185. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Red Wolves fans, it's football time in Jonesboro. And we can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher throws for Perry in the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Lincoln Parrot. And the Red Wolves regain the advantage. Reserve your seats today. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. As harvest begins, the American Seed Trade Association reminds farmers to be diligent in taking the proper precautions to ensure treated seed does not enter the domestic or export grain supply. When properly handled, seed treatments are an effective agronomic tool that provides seeds the necessary protection for a strong, healthy start. Completely remove all treated seed left in containers and equipment used to handle harvested grain and dispose of it properly. Always be careful to follow state and federal guidelines for proper handling, storage, and disposal of treated seed. For more information, visit seed-treatment-guide.com or contact your seed dealer. 
dealer. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Are we ever going to see Butch Jones name a starting quarterback again? <laughs> because uh, so far, and again, what is a small sample size in two weeks? We've seen one guy start and another guy finish. And look, it's not an ideal situation. Everybody knows the phrase, if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But I will say this situation is, is not near as frustrating for me to watch as a fan. Because I at least understand the method to the madness. You go into game one and apparently Butch Jones had liked what he saw from James Blackman more in practice. So he got the nod. And then what happened? Blackman was fine, but he was not moving that offense. And the offense was not being as productive as it could have been in that game against UCA. So you get midway through the third quarter. He makes the switch. Lane comes in. Lane is phenomenal. 12 of 12. Week two. Lane Hatcher, based a lot off of what was a pretty darn good week one performance. It's hard to beat. Perfect. Uh, He gets the nod at quarterback. And you get almost through the third quarter. And you really need some kind of spark on offense so Memphis doesn't pull away. And what happens, he decides to make the switch to Blackman. And then we saw what Blackman did. And in 17 minutes of gameplay, Blackman threw for (laughs) 300 yards. And four touchdowns. So now we've seen kind of the best of Blackman. So now we've got a situation where we've seen we've seen both quarterbacks play about three quarters of of not terrible terrible but also not super effective ball. And we've seen both quarterbacks play about a, a quarter and a half of really good football. And so now what happens? I, I don't know. Um Again, this isn't an ideal situation because in in a perfect world, you'd have one guy that outplayed the other. The answer would be clear. But it's it it could be worse. You could have no quarterbacks. That's what Georgia Southern's problem is right now. Or it could be a situation like we saw last year where you just replaced whoever was out there just because. At least this time, it kind of makes sense. You get why the change was made. The change was made in both games to spark the offense. In in both games, it worked out. Now, we can second guess and think, all right, well, what would have happened if Lane Hatcher started game one and what would have happened if James Blackman started game two? But that's kind of a waste of time. We don't know. One, no matter who started at quarterback on Saturday, if the offense was still going to give up almost seven, or the the defense was still going to give up almost 700 yards, Uh, I don't know how much of a difference it makes. But uh, following the game, of course, Butch Jones was asked about his quarterbacks. And this was his response as to how he thought those guys played. Well, we do. You know, and Lane did some good things in the first half as well. But again, it was just a gut feel that I felt we needed a spark and, and went with that. But, you know, I've said we're very fortunate and blessed to have Lane here and, and have James here as well. So, you know, uh, we're going to continue to play where, you know, somebody can spark us and bring some momentum and they'll continue to compete. And the great thing is both of them are very, very, you know, high character individuals um, and love competition, but also have tremendous respect for each other and this football team. I am kind of curious who you would start now as as a fan. Would you want to play the hot hand 
and continue to go with Blackman? Or do you want to go back to Lane? Do you want to draw a name out of the hat? Like before the, like not even announce it, period. Just draw it, put two slips of paper and a helmet with each quarterback's name. Just draw one out. And that's, that's how A-State decides it's starter from here on out. I, I truly don't know. Because when either one of, again, we've seen both of these guys at their best. And when they're on, it, it's a fun offense. And it makes these wide receivers look unstoppable. But when they're not, the offense is still capable, but it kind of moves and fits and starts, and we see more punts, and it's not as exciting. And I, I genuinely don't know how Butch Jones is going to figure out which guy to go with from week to week. Obviously, again, he's he's a big practice guy. He'll look at that as much of anything, especially since now uh, we've seen about the same in terms of how each one of these guys have fared in terms of in-game play. But uh, that's going to be an adventure throughout the rest of the season. Big Dave is with us on the phone. How are you? Doing okay, Kara, considering the weekend was kind of tough on me. <laughs> the Indians got swept. The Browns got beat. A-State loses the heartbreaker, and, uh, you know, Ohio State gets yeah. beat. So all my teams got got got, put, got it put in their ear. But one great thing I did learn about Saturday night is we've got two very competent quarterbacks. And in answer to your question, I would start Blackman. Okay. Uh, I, 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 always, I always stay with a hot hand. Uh, I was glad he started Hatcher and – in this game, because he was the hot hand at end of, but I would start Blackman, and uh, you know he did a great job of, of you know of helping us get back in the game. Um, it's just too bad that our tackling was so poor. I mean, there were times we should have had those guys stop, but we didn't. And uh, but I will say this: Memphis has some tremendously physically gifted athletes. And not just they've got muscle, they've got speed, good hands. Uh, I was impressed. Memphis has got a heck of an offense. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. So I'm encouraged. Uh, I, I, I think that Butch will fix what I'm kind of, you know, kind of echo what I think Boosie said. Mm-hmm. I think Butch will fix what he can fix and. And he'll, uh, he'll do his best with what he's got left. But uh, uh, I think we're going to have a good season. Uh, no no doubt we're going to be able to score points. Uh, no doubt about that. So, anyway, what else are we talking about? Well, that's been... Oh, the, the Cardinals are, are, are back in, Kara. You, you keep, I keep telling you they're, on, they're right there, and, and it looks like they're right there even more. Well... Nobody wants to win the National League wild card. That's that's kind of the, that's why the Cardinals are, are in it. It's not because they're playing great ball, Dave. It's just because nobody else is either. But I, did, I mean, I uh, didn't say they were playing great ball. Yeah. I just said they're in it. Well, <laughs> their playoff chances are up to twelve percent. So that's that's as high as it's been in months. <laughs> Gosh, don't you love the percentages? <laughs> oh, so what else is happening? Well, that's that's about it right now. We've talked a lot of A-State. We'll dive into some Sunbelt talk and, and look around college football in the second hour of the program. 
All right. Well, you guys have a great day, and take care, and, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, Big Dave. We appreciate the phone call. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we got to take a break. We're a little bit overdue for one. We'll come back. It'll be a short segment to wrap up this noon hour, but still so much more to come uh, throughout the rest of the show. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember all those predictions and all the analysis that you heard over the last six months? Throw them out the window after week one of the NFL. The Super Bowl buzz in Buffalo will have to wait, and the Bills lost at home to the Steelers. Everyone who said the Texans were the worst team in the NFL will recalibrate after Houston blew out the Jags. Maybe it's not that shocking the Saints beat the Packers. It's how they beat the Packers. New Orleans completely shut down Aaron Rodgers while Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. How about the Cardinals blowing out the Titans in Nashville? The Eagles dominating the Falcons in Atlanta. And don't forget the Bengals started out with an overtime win over the Vikings. It was a wild Sunday. Now we have to resist the urge to overreact. These storylines and many others could flip by next week. But that's why we love the National Football League. Even if many of the things we all predicted turned out to be false, at least after week one. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Chances are you're probably in your car right now. And that means at some point you're going to have to fill up that gas tank. Why not get cash back when you do? The free Get Upside app does just that. It gives you cash back on every gallon you buy. And right now, use the promo code FOOTBALL. You'll receive an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. And that can be 5 bucks or more back in your wallet. The GetUpside app is easy to use. Just claim the cash back offer at the gas station you want. Pay with your card, check in, and boom, you're earning cash back for just buying gas. Do yourself a favor. Download the GetUpside app right now. Make sure you use the promo code FOOTBALL to earn that extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Start earning cash back every time you fill up with GetUpside. And remember that promo code is FOOTBALL. An extra 25 cents per gallon cash back. GetUpside. Professionals of NEA, get ready to have some fun while networking with other professionals during the Social Connect 2021, presented by the We Partners Network and Relief Aid of USA. This networking event is September 23rd from 3 to 7 at Embassy Suites on the A-State campus. There's no cost to attend, but booths are available for $400, and sponsorship opportunities start from $500. Go to NEASocialConnect.com for more. September 23rd at Embassy Suites in Jonesboro. Don't miss Social Connect 2021, where fun and business connect. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Perico. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. All right, welcome back. Just a couple of minutes here in this noon hour. So we'll hit pause on the open phone lines for a moment because unfortunately just as soon as you call us, we'll have to hang up on you and, and get ready to take our, our hour break. 
But just a couple items of note to point out before we wrap up this hour. One, looking ahead, not to Saturday, but the Saturday after that, when Arkansas State heads to Tulsa, that game time has been announced. So that one's going to kick off at 4 p.m. for Arkansas State and Tulsa on September the 25th. Talking to Cade about this during the break, I can't believe that Saturday night was our last A-State Saturday yeah. home game. Until November the 6th? Yeah. I, d- I don't love an entire October without a Saturday home game. I, I know we discussed this when the Sunbelt Conference schedule came out and how it, you know, it's the best month for tailgating and weather and all of that, and A-State really doesn't get to get to enjoy it that much. But it's also different when it's on the schedule and you're finally into that part of the year and you're just like, holy cow, this is not, not great. Quickly, of course, uh, to dive into something else, Every Friday, we ask you five questions that are that we feel like will will decide the outcome of the game, and let's go over the answers of of some of those. <laughs> the first thing we ask you was if Arkansas State could start fast. Well, I, I do feel like they started faster than they did against Central Arkansas. We did see the Red Wolves put up ten points in the first quarter, which is more than they put up in the entire first half against UCA. But the big issue is that Memphis started faster. Um, and the A-State defense did not start fast. You know, Memphis put up 20 in the first quarter, and and that was enough to, to be able to, you know, help give the Tigers the edge at the end of the game. We ask you if Arkansas State could win the big play battle. The answer to that question was a resounding no. Um, we'll look more at this in the second hour, but you look at all of the chunk plays that Memphis had. Uh, Memphis had four different scoring drives of two plays or less where they just bombed it down the field and got into the end zone. And every single time that happened, it felt like a backbreaker. Kudos to A-State for, for fighting back for all of those. But, man, you just stop you just stop one of those. And we're in a little bit different spirits today when we recap this game. We ask you if Arkansas State can get off the field in third down. And Memphis went 7-13 on third down, which is not great. But it, at one point in time, it looked like it was trending a whole lot worse. Because the Tigers actually converted their first five downs in a row. Uh, first five third downs in a row. And I was like, man, it's going to be a significant issue if Arkansas State can never get off the field. And and that wasn't good. Again, that contributed to Memphis's quick start and that early deficit for Arkansas State. We ask you how much pressure the Red Wolves could bring. I was excited to see A-State end up with four sacks and tackles for loss. I thought those were some good numbers and numbers that Arkansas State could continue to grow on. And finally, we ask you if we would see the paint bucket on Saturday or not. I didn't see it in the box. Kay, did you see it anywhere? I did not. Very disheartened by that. I thought surely, surely there would be a paint bucket. Of course, I wasn't wasn't around for the post game, so I don't know. Maybe it was on the field and I missed it. Anybody, anybody, if anybody saw the paint bucket, call us at 930-3776. The next time this is played, just go get a paint bucket from Lowe's, from Home Depot, from Walmart, from somewhere, somewhere that sells paint. We need to make this happen next time around. Wraps up hour number one. Still, what feels like a million and a half things to get to before we get out of here. Some Sunbelt scores, top 25 scores, a new look at the top 25, some baseball, some NFL. Who knows what all we'll dive into in hour two. But keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Monday Chicken Sports Update from KDA. Brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. A wild Saturday in college football in the state of Arkansas for both the Red Bulls and the Hogs. A-State falling to Memphis 55-50 at Centennial Bank Stadium despite four second-half touchdown passes off the bench from James Blackman. A Hail Mary attempt came up just short as time expired. Meanwhile, in Fable, Arkansas routed then 15th-ranked Texas 40-21, 333 yards rushing for the Razorbacks, who are now 20th in the AP poll this week and 24th in the ESPN USA Today coaches poll. Texas dropped out of both rankings with that loss. And the Cardinals took two out of three from the Reds over the weekend. No one around out is two run homer in the first. All the Cardinals needed in the two zip win over the Reds. Jay Happ and four relievers combined to allow just five Cincinnati hits. First of a three game series in New York against the Mets, seeding 5 15 pregame on 95 9 the Wolf. Bringing the best deal on tires since 1963. This plans a tire service in Jonesboro, Pocahontas, and Kennett. And that's the latest from the tip. Hey, Red Wolves fans, D&D Advertising has the new 2021 football schedules ready, and you can pick them up at these fine business locations. Ms. Pip Spa, Boyle Property Inspections, First Choice Home Care, Whitehurst Heating and Air, LLC, Meadows Construction, Pocahontas Auto Body, J&K Lawn and Tree Service, Superior Termite and Pest Control, Wind Lake Furniture and Appliance, Collins Services, Southern Roofing and Renovations, Speaks Electric, Anderson LED Signs, Caius Tent Rentals, Green Spray Foam Insulation, Clark's Tutoring, our pets animal hospital, beyond therapy counseling for all ages, Monette Well and Pump, and Intersect 311 Apartments. Please patronize these fine businesses as they are an asset to the community. DD Advertising Enterprises is not licensed, affiliated with, or endorsed by any university, sports institution, or program unless specifically stated in writing. No proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We are not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. Stand out on game day with Unique Inc. We have the latest designs of A-State tees and hats you will want to wear. From the Pines to Tent City, your unique ink scarlet and black will be howling perfect. You'll be able to take the heat now and then pair that tee with a cardigan or vest later this season. One thing is for sure, Unique Ink has A-State apparel for the win. I'm Whitney with Unique Ink. You imagine, we create. Unique Ink at 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard or call 203-9885. Unique Ink. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. It's a summer of savings at Car Today. Car Today is offering you a great selection of clean, dependable cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no problem. Because at Car Today, we know that bad things happen to good people. And that's why we want to help you build your credit with one of our Carfax verified vehicles. All of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. Free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. That's right. If you're not happy with your purchase, within five days you can return the view stop by car today this summer and see how you really can buy here and pay here plus when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us we will pay off yours for the best deals this summer on late model low mileage cars trucks and suvs get to car today buy today at car today 3404 stadium or online at neacartoday.com car today we'll ride today because we just say yes 
text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to KMEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you halfway through a Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us, y'all. Well, I have a lot of open phone lines this hour. We're going we're gonna to try and get through as much football as we can. Not just Arkansas State, but hey, whatever we can throw at you because there's, well, there are a lot of teams in action over the weekend. A lot of good stuff, some funny stuff, some interesting stuff. All to uh, jump in on throughout the course of the next hour, but 9303776 is the number to call on the Ritter Communications Hotline. And for our KavanaughCars.com question today, asking you if you feel encouraged or discouraged about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. Are you glass half full? Are you glass half empty? Of course, look, it's really easy to kind of split this into into halves and give a well-both answer. Because if you're looking at the offense, again, there were six teams in the country that put up 50 points or more on an FBS opponent. That was a good offense that we saw on the field. And it continues to be fun every week to try and figure out which Arkansas State wide receiver is going to go off. Because there's so they all have that capability. When you're looking at Tavalence Hunt, when you're looking at Jeff Foreman, when you're looking at Corey Rucker, they all have that ability each week to go out and be that guy. In fact, if you look at national rankings right now, which just a heads up, I did receive this note from Mark Taylor, which by the way, happy birthday, Mark Taylor. You did not tell it was your birthday earlier. But Mark Taylor sent us a message earlier that the NCAA stats are just, they got some new software, so some of them are just a, a little bit off. That being said, after two games, there are three Arkansas State wide receivers that rank top 20 nationally in receiving yards per game. And it's Foreman, Hunt, and Rocker. In fact, only one player in the entire country has more receiving touchdowns than Corey Rucker. That wide receiver room is just reload, reload, reload every year. And if you're looking for encouragement, man, just trying to trying to play the fun game of which A-State wide receiver is going to go off this week is awesome. Because if we're having fun with that, then that means opposing defensive coordinators have got to figure out who they're going to... They've got to pick a poison and figure out which one they're going to try and shut down. That's all... The, that's one of the many... Signs of encouragement you saw on offense. Of course, on the flip side, on defense, man, where do you, where do you start? Do you start, <laughs> in terms of, of things we saw that weren't great, do you start with the, the missed tackles? I joked at one point in time that Brandon Thomas was made of Teflon <laughs> because it was an unenjoyable experience watching Red Wolves try and get him to the ground. It was also a mostly unsuccessful one. Because I forgot how many yards dude put up, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Of course, he wasn't the only Memphis Tiger to go off in that game. 
He, by the way, finished with 191 yards. You also had two of their wide receivers that had incredible games. Dykes uh, finished with 143 yards and a couple touchdowns. Austin. Austin averaged almost 40 yards per catch, 239 yards and three touchdowns. And he was, by the way, named the AAC. Calvin Austin III was the AAC Offensive Player of the Week. So, again, on, on, on defense, if you're looking for signs of discouragement, there are unfortunately several to be found. In numerous different statistics, this is one of the, the worst defensive performances I, I've seen from Arkansas State with my own two eyes, especially in like the modern era. That's a lot of real bad games in the 90s, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about since the 5-5 five and five era began and, and Arkansas State has been able to recruit better athletes and, and hire better coaches. I mean, you go back to Georgia State the year before last as being the, one of the all-time worst. Actually, it was the all-time worst. They state has never given up more yards than they did in that game. But that was something like 722 yards, and this game was not that far behind it. So to, statistically, this was pretty poor. But I'll be honest, at that point in time, I didn't have a lot of faith in anything we saw following that game to, to get that much better. I do have faith this year in, in A-State being able to tweak things just a little bit and be better. The question is, how much better? Heck, if your offense can put up 50 points a game, you don't have to be significantly better. But you do have to be better than what we saw Saturday. What are you doing, Red Wolf Mark? Well, I'm sitting here looking at an Andy's Frozen Custard book. <laughs> it's got it's got a pumpkin spice ice cream, uh, cup ice cream. Got pumpkin spice in it. It's got apple, apple spice. Okay. Apple, apple stuff too. That's the newest one. Okay. Yeah, I just I thought I'd make you hungry. You know. Well, so uh, usually on Sundays I take my dog Crash Davis to Andy's, and he gets a puppy cone, uh-huh. and I get a Sunday with with strawberry and waffle cone pits. But he yeah, ate but part. You need to- he ate part of a rug yesterday, so we didn't do that. <laughs> that, wow. that trip got skipped. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you you need to take Cade there after after he when y'all get done and take him by my by Cade something. I don't yeah. know. My dog does like he he learned to shake for some Andy's. What <laughs> tricks are Cade gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, Cade can do some tricks for you. How, why did I ask this? What what do you got going on today, <laughs> Rudolph Mark? What else you got going on? Uh, Chuck, I know you're out there listening. You need to call. You need to tell Budro he's the town jinx for being at the A State game. Okay. He was he was wearing his Memphis shirt stuff. Oh no! <laughs> Budro Pell, the town jinx. All right. What else is going on? Oh, uh, I, I want Chuck to tell Dirty Little Dave to body slam Budro. Okay, you know you can call Budro and tell him yeah. this stuff, right? We're not, this isn't telephone. Yeah. I mean, technically yeah. you are on a telephone, but this is not a game of telephone. Yeah. Uh, Cade? Yeah. I'm going to say something. You're, okay. you're, you're booking Bearcats play this week. Yeah. Well, you think you, you think you think they can beat, uh, what's that thing called, Highland? Rivercrest? Rivercrest, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see you on Friday night. 
All righty, then. I'm going to say thank you, and go Red Wolves, and go to all the high school teams. Thanks, Red Wolf. And get, your, and get your shot. There you go. Thanks, buddy. 930-3776. All right, let's, uh, we've been very A-State heavy so far this program. We are going to dive into some top 25 talk in a moment, but just want to go quickly through the Sunbelt Conference slate and, and look at what happened. Unfortunately, what happened for A-State was kind of what happened in a couple other places is it did seem like the Sunbelt left some wins on the board um, over the course of the weekend. You know, you look around and at some of the close wins, it was a heartbreak for App State against Miami. Uh, they end up losing there to the 22nd ranked Hurricanes by the final of 25 to 23. So that was a close one that the Sun Belt could not pull off. Troy uh, also losing at home to Liberty, 21 to 13 was a the final there. Cade, you said you watched a lot of that game, and that was when the Trojans should have won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm just I'm not super impressed with Liberty, and I think Troy may be a little bit better than we're giving them credit for. I do wonder this year if. Not that we're necessarily going to see like the balance of power in the Sun Belt swing dramatically, but for the past couple of years, it's it's been fairly clear that the East has been better than the West. Yeah. I, I don't know if we can say that that's the case so far this year. Of course, when you look at the other losses uh, on the slate, Georgia State's not... I, I thought Georgia State would be better. I didn't think they'd be great, but I thought maybe they could get to six wins and, and contend, to a bowl, contend to, for a bowl possibility. Um, after getting the blown out by Army last week, you knew they weren't going to be very competitive against yeah. North Carolina, and they were not. That was a 59-17 to, to 17 final score. I was surprised by how badly Georgia Southern got beat by FAU. But uh, with Georgia Southern, their original starting quarterback was suspended at the beginning of the season for the first two games. And early in that game against Florida Atlantic, they lost their backup. And then it just got ugly. So the final score there was was thirty eight to six. So those are going to be some cranky Eagles. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be as they're not going to be that bad when they play against yeah. Arkansas State on October the second. But I thought they would be better overall, and and they're not. So basically, uh, the the eastern side of the Sun Belt goes one and four this week with Coastal Carolina picking up that only win against Kansas, which that was back on on Friday night where. They were not quite as much of a well-oiled machine as maybe everybody thought they would be. They gave up a lot of points to Kansas. Did end up covering, yeah. But uh, but they gave up a lot of points. I, I also don't think Kansas is like Kansas is not going to win a lot of games. They may win two or three, but they're not as bad as they have been. They're they have talent. I think they have a coaching upgrade as yes. well. Lance yes. Leopold did some good things at Buffalo, and there's a reason Kansas went and got him because he had already revitalized a program that didn't necessarily have high expectations and didn't have a good recruiting base and all of that. And he is one. Everywhere he went, I think, what, he started out maybe in D3 or something like that, just really kicked butt and took names there and yeah. just worked his way up. And Yeah, and I mean, they, they, like, they play hard for him. Like, that was evident in that Coastal game. I mean, I think here within the next two or three years, he'll have him in a bowl game. In the West Division in the Sunbelt Conference, uh, A-State, the only team that lost, but all four games were close. ULM was off. Uh, the biggest surprise was just how close the Raging Cajuns game against Nichols was. 27 to 24 is not the score that I expected, especially when you consider, you know, Nichols is the the school that Memphis opened up with. So that was a really one-sided game and for Nichols to be able to put up 24 on Louisiana for I've already seen Napier talking about, you know, his offensive line perhaps not playing as well as they thought and that's been 
some of the strengths of, of those Napier-led squads since he's been the head coach for the, there for the past few years at Louisiana. That was the score more than probably any other that surprised me in the Sun Belt this weekend. Uh, tip of the cap to Texas State and, and South Al. Texas State gets a win over FIU by six points in overtime. And then uh, South Alabama barely pulls it out against Bowling Green. They were favored by a couple of touchdowns, but it was a road win. They win 22-19. South Alabama is 2-0 and for the first time since 2011, which was just their third year in existence, period. So, good for them. Going to be interested to see if they can somehow find a way to possibly make it to to a bowl game. Alcorn State, Texas State, ULM, possibly Georgia Southern. Those could be wins on their schedule. Yeah. That would be really interesting to see with Kane Womack there uh, as a first-year head coach. Of course, uh, th- there was very minimal realignment talk over the weekend. Thankfully, everybody kind of got to focus on on the scores, on the games this week. But I, I did see, you know, somebody who had... You know, d- d- sources, sources are saying the Sun Belt's about to add not two teams, but four. Threw out some interesting names, and, and the names that were thrown out were teams that I, I, I thought would make this a, a pretty interesting, pretty competitive league. It was names like, you know, James Madison and Old Dominion in the East, uh, Southern Miss, and I went blank on who else would be joining it on the West. But it was it was an interesting-looking league. That being said, I'm fairly confident that at this point in time, it's still just all talk for a little bit, but... We'll see how that story continues to to unfold. Let's hit pause for a moment. We'll come back, reopen up the phone lines. Also, dive into what happened around the country in the top 25 and, uh, and some other places as well. An interesting week, no doubt about it. More on that when we return. Keep it with us on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Join Workout Anytime Hilltop for their inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk in 5K, Saturday, September 18th. This is an untimed 5K and family fun run with the race starting at 8 a.m. All profits will be donated directly to Autism Speaks. It's food, family, friends, fitness, and fun as Workout Anytime Hilltop celebrates their one-year anniversary. The inaugural Fitness with a Purpose Autism Walk in 5K, September 18th at 8 a.m. at Craighead Forest Park Pavilion 4. For more info, search Workout Anytime Hilltop Jonesboro on social media or on race roster What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. For years, Cabs Plus has been in the business of helping your business grow. But now they invite you to see how they've grown, too. Come see Cabs Plus in their new location at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool, complete with a new retail shop. Cabs Plus is a licensed A-State vendor and offers Red Wolf's apparel and maybe some throwback stuff, too. They also have a wide selection of apparel from local high schools. And Cabs Plus still has thousands of promotional items just right for your business logo. Go buy Cabs Plus now at 1211 Carroll Road in Paragool or online at CabsPlusInc.com. Hey, y'all. 
host Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Time for football and time to check out our new inventory of zero-turn mowers. Don't keep putting money in that old mower and don't wait till next year. It is no secret the inventory has been a challenge in 2021, but at Cox, we are stocking up on zero-turn mowers and preparing for 2022. Kick off the fall with a new zero-turn mower from Cox Implement. Come see us at any of our three locations in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro or visit us online at coximplement.com. Cox Implement. Equipment you can count on, people you can trust. Hi, this is Angie Gallagher at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you are looking for investment property, I have several great opportunities. We have a 20-unit mini storage operation listed in Randolph County for only $75,000. I also have six fixer-upper rent houses in Pocahontas, all for the low price of $206,000. And finally, how about a newer 2,400-square-foot commercial building with overhead doors and a nice apartment that is perfect for various types of automotive businesses? Call me for more information at 870-219-5159 and check out of my website at unitedcountryozarks.com. Boots and Ballers is set for September 30th at First National Bank Arena and you could win two tickets to the event, an autographed basketball and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Enter to win once per day through midnight September the 26th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the Boots and Ballers giveaway for two free tickets, an autographed basketball and four A-State men's basketball season tickets. Brought to you by The Ticket and A-State men's basketball. Tickets are $60 with premium tables available. Get yours by calling the Red Wolves Foundation, 870-972-2401. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you, 9303776. Are you feeling encouraged or discouraged after Saturday's game? Basically, it, it's not necessarily even after Saturday's game. As you look ahead to the next 10 games for Arkansas State football, did you wake up today feeling encouraged or discouraged? We'll look at that poll on Twitter here in just a moment. But uh, I do want to say thank you to KavanaughCars.com. They sponsor that question for you every single day. And they also have a killer website for you to go check out if you are starting the process to get your next vehicle. Um, Basically, there's just a ton of information. Uh, The basics are they've got all their vehicles, all of their inventory online. So that's super easy to find. Because you can go through and you can search uh, for a new vehicle, for a used vehicle. You can search by year. You can search by make, model, body style, whatever. That's pretty cool. But you can also do a lot of things to uh, get you ready to go ahead and buy that vehicle. So that's getting pre-approved, figuring out what your trade is worth. All of that is right there for you at KavanaughCars.com. We've kind of been throwing out some pros and cons from from Memphis. You know, one of the things that I didn't love is is we saw those penalties tick back up. uh, And not the fact that there were penalties. We saw some of the heavier yardage penalties on that game including you know we saw a personal foul penalty and and things like that so the penalty numbers for that one um a little bit worse than what we saw in in game one in fact in this game Arkansas State finished with eight penalties for 69 yards so would like to see that number get smaller in game three as opposed to bigger. I think last week it was it was 50 yards of penalty. So that's a number that needs to reverse course. On the flip side, I was encouraged by special teams have been over the past couple of weeks. 
We saw Blake Groupie make a career-long field goal. I thought that Ryan Hanson did a fine job punting. Did have that one that was was out of bounds and wasn't ideal. Um, and, you know, field goal kicking was 3-for-3. Three three. We continue to see touchbacks, which is a joy. Uh, we continue to see what I feel like is, is decent returns. Uh, we did see one illegal block in the back for Arkansas State, so that was not not great. But I feel like when you compare it to last year, I, I see encouragement in that aspect of the game. Nine three zero three seven seven six, the number to call. A busy Saturday around college football, of course. Arkansas pulls off the upset against Texas. Wasn't even even that close. Yeah, I mean, I know when you're playing a rivalry game and and it's sixteen to zero at the half and. You've had to settle for a couple field goals. It's It can feel a little bit apprehensive, but they just ran all over the Longhorns. 333 yards on the ground. Um, they did a good job, obviously, against Texas. Uh, but I, I will tell you, the, the way they handled the game paled in comparison to the way their social media team <laughs> <laughs> handled uh, handled the post game. They, they have one of my favorite social media teams in college athletics with some of the videos they put up. And uh, basically, it was a video that started out talking about how Texas is back. And, yeah. And uh, how, well, very much not. So, Arkansas finds its way into the top 25 for the first time in a minute after that one. Sam Pittman just, he just seems to get it there. W- whatever that means. He, I, I don't know if anybody thinks he's necessarily an X's and O's genius, but you don't have to be. Because I was trying to figure out, you know, what the biggest change is from from the Morris era. You know, is it the the physicality or the confidence or the buy-in or what? And and the correct answer is probably all of the above. But it is a dramatically different program than it was two years ago. So they go out and and they get that win. We saw our first, I guess, uh, marquee team go down. You know, you go back to the beginning of the season, and Ohio State was a team that probably a lot of people already penciled into the playoffs. They didn't look great in week one, and you knew the challenge was going to be tougher in week two in dealing with Oregon, and they just weren't quite up to it. It was a really fun, really exciting game. Had that on in the afternoon, and uh, it was kind of trying to do stuff around the house, but then watched all of the fourth quarter, and... Maybe maybe this year there will be a team at the top of the Pac-12 that can contend. Yeah. Uh, it's already been an interesting year for the Pac-12 where you've got, like, you know, the loss to Man- Montana from Washington and uh, Washington State loses to Utah State. Like, the Pac-12 North was, was awful, awful in week one. But Oregon's now 2-0, and so there's some excitement there. The Texas A&M score was fascinating. They, they didn't lose, but... I would expect that everybody who follows that program expected them to put up more than 10 points against Colorado. Yeah, and uh, it came out uh, about an hour or so ago that Haynes King, who's their starting quarterback, who got injured in the game, is going to be out until at least mid-October. Yeah. He's going to have to have surgery. So I really think Arkansas is going to beat them. They did not look good without him at quarterback. No. Uh, I mean, look, 10 points is just not what you expect in in a game like that. Some other scores of note, of course. Uh, every, it was a very frustrating day as a nation. We're in the middle of the afternoon. Everybody was trying to find the channel to watch Notre Dame get beat on. But, and it was on Peacock. Yeah, not <laughs> only does nobody have Peacock, but then they didn't lose 
that it was an exciting win. Here is here is my frustration, if if you don't mind that I whine for a second. I wanted so badly to be able to tune into the Toledo radio call because I wanted to hear what their broadcasters are saying. And I know that you can find a lot of radio calls on TuneIn. Yep. Um, and that's my go-to. Obviously, we tell you to, to download the TuneIn app so you can listen to us because you can find the ticket. But you can also typically search for, for example, like pick the mascot and then type in sports network. So, for example, if you search for the Red Wolves Sports Network, you can usually find the A-State broadcast on, on Learfield. I've done this for so many different schools. But... It did not work for Toledo. Could not find an online streaming link anywhere. I was so frustrated. But at the end of the day, it didn't really that matter that much. They couldn't quite hold on to uh, the win there. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, honestly, like if you look at it from a big picture standpoint, from a group of five perspective, that's a good thing because Cincinnati plays Notre Dame here in a few weeks. So you kind of want that Cincinnati win to mean something. And maybe if everything kind of shakes out right, they have a chance to get in the playoff. Do you, though, or do you want to – I go back and forth on this because you also want to see the opportunity for a Sunbelt team to have that chance. Of course, for a Sunbelt team to have that, they're going to have to go 12-0, and and that means it's going to be Coastal Carolina, and that means they're going to be – they're going to have to beat A-State, so I don't necessarily want to see that. I'm I'm all over the – I'm very conflicted with my emotions. Uh, Cincinnati looked really bad against Murray State for a half. That game was tied at the half. And then Cincinnati remembered it was Cincinnati. And then outscored Murray State 35 to nothing in the second half. But for a little bit, that was one of those scores I kept refreshing. Just waiting to, to trying to figure out why it didn't update. Trying to figure out it was why it was 7-7. to But Cincinnati played well after that. Iowa tops Iowa State. Looking around at some other scores. USC falls to Stanford. I think... Clay Helton had just started to get people back on his side following game one, and now that goodwill is out the window. Yes, he was booed at home. Yeah, yeah. There's already, like, talk of uh, – I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the uh, one of the USC alumni that was like, bring Lane Kiffin back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lane Kiffin got a win, but they were playing Austin Peay. Yeah. So that one, uh, that one not that competitive as we continue to scroll through here. In the top 25 scores, of course, uh, you would think that that BYU feeling themselves today as they go out. Not only are they now one of the newest members of the Big 12, but they knock off Utah for the first time in, was it 2009? I, I think 2009 or 2006 was the last time they won that game in that series. So they get a win there, and so uh, they got to be feeling pretty good today. A lot of those games, fun to watch, fun to keep tabs on, but I think the biggest surprise on the week had to be surely Florida State getting beat by Jacksonville State. You go back to week one, and, and what did we see? That Sunday night game was a it was a great, fun, competitive game between Notre Dame and Florida State. And Notre Dame looked looked good for a while, and then Florida State surged back, and, and they were able to make it competitive. We had the return of McKenzie Milton. It was super cool. There were so many great stories about it. Everybody was back on the Mike Norvell bandwagon thinking, oh, maybe he can accomplish things in the ACC. Man, life comes at you fast. <laughs> I just, I can't get over the fact that the last play of the game, you know it's going to be like a heave downfield. And Florida State was like not playing prevent defense. It's like, ah, whatever. I don't know what defense they were in. Yeah. 
other than an awful one and not one that any other coach in the country would have had out there on the field. So the very last play of the game, Jacksonville State able to find their way in the end zone. They were trailing uh, 17-7 going into the fourth quarter, put up 13 points there in that final frame to be able to go out and get the win. So things have changed dramatically for Mike Norvell (laughs) over the past week. And now... I don't know what happens next. That's that's fascinating. Probably the people in the country who are probably the most miffed about that, though, is probably Clemson, as they just sit there and watch their entire league get weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah. Clemson does not play another ranked opponent the rest of the year, I don't think. They're scheduled to play FSU on the 30th. And, and right now, no, there are no. Top 25 teams left on their schedule. So you look at all of these other teams. Of course, every SEC team that's in the top 25 right now, multiple, multiple top 25 teams on the the schedule. You look even at, uh, of course, the Big Ten, multiple top 25 teams in the schedule. But the ACC, it's been a little top-heavy over the past few years. But usually it's at least like Clemson and another team and then everybody else. It's just, it's just Clemson. I mean, North Carolina's going to hang out and be in the top 25 for a while. But they had their one big moment in week one to be able to show everybody they were for real this time. They blew it against Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech is ranked, but there is just a, such a significant gap between Clemson and everybody else. So the only team that Clemson has on their schedule that is like a, a marquee team is Georgia, and they lost that game. Yeah. Now, there's a million different things that can happen between now and when it's time for the the playoffs to happen. As we just mentioned, life comes at you fast. And Mike Norvell is not going to be the only coach this year who has to deal with a stunning loss. But Clemson is, other than obviously Florida State, Clemson got hurt by that Jacksonville State win probably uh, the most. Very interesting score. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, the... uh, the cheer, the cheerleader gift <laughs> yeah. from Florida State might be the best thing to come out of week two in college football. It's hilarious. It's perfect. Uh, you need to save it on your phone as a reaction gift uh, for the rest of the season. You're going to need it. It's going to come in handy. Just quick PSA there. Uh, we need to hit pause here. We do have open phone lines at 9303776. Again, our question of the day. Our question of the day, are you encouraged or discouraged by Arkansas State uh, or for the rest of the Arkansas State season? Again, we'll come back. We'll look at that poll. We haven't checked on our Twitter poll in a minute when we return. Keep it here with us on the ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $1,525 on first to $16 per hour for second shift plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory bigger bonuses increased starting pay up to 16 dollars an hour come join the linux team the leading hvac company in america call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com careers linux industries is an equal opportunity employer 
Around here, there's two ways to get a car wash. There's Tommy's Express Car Wash, and then there's everyone else. Tommy's Express uses the newest, most innovative technology in the auto wash industry with an easy load conveyor belt system, plus free vacuum and mat washers. And Tommy Club Unlimited membership start at just $19.99 a month. Tommy's Express Car Wash, soon to have a second location in Jonesboro. See them now at Highland and Caraway. And coming this fall, Tommy's Express will open their new location on Hilltop. If you need hearing aids but don't know if your insurance company covers them, call Hearing Specialists in Jonesboro today. They can find out for you. So why wait? Call 932-8200. Right now, Arkansas Obamacare Insurance and some Blue Cross policies are paying for digital wireless Bluetooth state-of-the-art hearing aids from Hearing Specialists in Jonesboro. But this may be for a limited time, so you must act soon. Call Hearing Specialists in Jonesboro now at 932-8200. 932-8200. 932-8200. Central Bar is Jonesboro's newest dog daycare and lodging facility. Central Bark offers over 3,000 square feet of outdoor space for your fur baby to play all day. Central Bark also has beautiful lodging suites for your pet to spend a night or a week. Central Bark is on Old Macedonia Road behind Sage Meadows. Call Central Bark at 870-932-2275 or visit us at centralbarkjonesboro.com. Like us on Facebook, too, for the latest updates and pictures. Central Bark, Jonesboro's newest dog daycare and lodging facility. Red Wolves fans, it's football time in Jonesboro, and we can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher throws for Perry in the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Lincoln Parrott. And the Red Wolves regain the advantage. Reserve your seats today. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps stand ready to defend the American way of life. The few, the proud, the Marines. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, humble brag moment here for a moment. And this is what I was telling producer Kate Carlton about during the break. Uh, look, if you haven't been to Embassy Suites yet on a game day, you're really missing out. Not only do they have the Rock the Dock stuff going on in the background, but it's it's a really cool place to hang out post-game. Uh, one Year's Truly is there doing Wolf House, so that's that's kind of cool. That's I like to think that's a big deal, but let's be honest, it's probably not. But you never know who you're going to see. So I'm hanging out on, on Saturday. I get my equipment set up. And I get ready to take in the, the last couple minutes of the game. And who is in the lobby wandering around? Don Jones. Actually, it's like Don Bleepity Bleepin' Jones. Because <laughs> that dude hits hard enough that his name should always come with expletives. So that did that did ease my pain just a little bit on Saturday night. When I turn around and like the first person I see after that game is final is Don Jones. Yes, I I snapped a quick picture, and it was good to see him. But obviously in, in town to watch watch his team, watch his guys. So that's a place that I've, I've really liked hanging out over these past couple weeks. Of course, they also have other, you know, things going on, attention members and guests that make it a fun place to relax after a game would, uh, would highly advise it. 9303776 is the number to call. 
fill in the blank with this here. I woke up today feeling blank about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. Encouraged or discouraged are the options that we have for you on Twitter. And 71% of you feel encouraged by, you know, what we could see for the rest of the season. And again, this this is more about how you feel like the rest of the season will, will go. Because Jim comments and says, you know, I don't understand how anyone could feel encouraged by giving up 680 yards, nearly 10 yards per play to anyone not named Alabama. Look, that's a fair point. But I will make the counter-argument that, that we we knew this defense had issues. If you watched any games last year, you knew this defense had issues. And when you are still looking at a large number of the, the same personnel, especially on the back end, it's not a situation where you can just wave a magic wand and it's instantly going to get better. Now, could Arkansas State have executed better? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think about how many yards after contact that Memphis had. It was a lot. But, again, part of this goes back to do you have confidence in the coaches to fix it? Or at least put enough Band-Aids on it for Arkansas State to, to get out of the season without having another game where they give up 600 yards. It's interesting today to look at the national stats. They look about like you would expect. Pretty much A-State near the top of all of the offensive rankings, uh, particularly in terms of passing offense. They're like a top five passing offense right now. On the flip side, Arkansas State close to the bottom in several of the defensive statistical rankings nationally. In fact, I think I think it's somewhere like A-State is like 18th in total points scored and then like 18th from the bottom in total points allowed. <laughs> So you can almost flip it in just about any type of statistical category. But it's going to be, I guess the question is now is, is of course, you know, what adjustments do we see before Saturday? And and we've got several days until uh, it's time to talk about Washington. By the way, that kickoff on Saturday is at 3.15. So more on the Huskies as the week goes along. 9303776, the number to call. Every, every day we talk to you, I'm always, especially over the past week or so, just like, all right, do we want to get into any baseball talk or no? Because this is still a lot of Cardinal country. A lot of you are obviously still keeping tabs on those games. But the less we've talked about it lately, the closer the standings have got. And now all of a sudden, the Cardinals are are in this. And not just kind of hanging around, flirting with the possibility of, of a wild card. I mean, they're one game back. And that is a significantly different view than St. Louis has had in a really, really long time. The Padres have lost three in a row and have lost six out of their last ten. The Reds have lost two in a row to the Cardinals and have lost six out of their last ten. Nobody really in the wild card race is just going off right now. The Phillies have lost 7 out of the last 10. The Mets are only 500 over the last 10 games. Same thing with the Cardinals. But when everybody's just kind of mediocre, that means you have plenty of opportunities to to stick around. The Cardinals now, after taking 2 out of 3 from the, the from the Reds over the weekend, powered uh, primarily by Nolan Arenado, do have a chance to pull away from, from somebody in the rear view as they're about to start 3 at the New York Mets. 
There have been, of course, some notable memories in New York for this franchise, most of them dating back to the 2006 National League Championship Series. But they need to find a, a little bit more magic over these next few games. Tonight's pitching matchup is fascinating. It's like the two biggest geezers in Major League Baseball. And I say that jokingly because they're obviously both still very good and very effective or they wouldn't still be pitching. But you've got Adam Wainwright squaring off against Rich Hill. Adam Wainwright, of course, is uh, 40 years young. Rich Hill, five months and one year older than Adam Wainwright. I think they were going back through the Cardinal archives trying to figure out the last time Adam Wainwright squared off against a pitcher that was older than him. And they just got tired of looking. They're like, oh, we know it's happened, but maybe not in the last three years. So yeah. <laughs> they're just not going to look anymore. Uh, Rich Hill is, is fine this year. Uh, he's got an ERA just a little bit under four, and uh, he's six and six. As beat up as the Mets have been, he's been about as good as anybody else, not named Jacob deGrom, who, of course, is, is been injured for a while now. But Wayno uh, still with some really, really pretty numbers on the season. He's second in the National League in wins. He's 13th in iron run average. And I, I would expect tonight that we're going to see a whole heaping helping of, of curveballs throughout this game because neither one of these guys is out there just trying to overwhelm the opposition with just stuff anymore. So there's going to be a little bit more craftiness with, with the game plan. But you go back and you think about Adam Wainwright's several past starts and just he, he's won the, his last four games. And he's pitched well in, in all of those. You know, came just two outs shy of turning in a complete game in his last outing. And it just seems like every time there has been a big moment, he, is, he has stepped up. And certainly that's what this game is. That's what all the games are for the rest of the season with this team in a wild card race and with this team facing teams that are honestly better than them for a lot of the schedule. It's going to be a fun one tonight. 6-10 is your first pitch ton on 95-9, the Wolf. By the way, the Brewers are about to win the Central. Their magic number is like five or something (laughs) insane. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to be the first team to clinch, but... It's probably going to be pretty close. Is they yeah, uh, yeah. they have a fourteen game lead in the National League Central right now. the uh, The next highest margin, the White Sox with a twelve game lead over the Indians. But uh, yeah, Brewers Brewers far and away. And and look, they're still playing good ball right now. They've won their last five. They don't really seem like they're showing any signs of slowing down as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Surely at some point in time, they'll have to hit a hiccup or two. But it really just does not seem like that has been the case so far. I tell you what, uh, we've got one more break to take, so let's do it. Check around and see pretty much anything we've missed, which, hey, has been a lot. But uh, we'll look at some NFL action, see what the Red Wolves in the pros did over the weekend and uh, come back and wrap things up here on the Workday Red Zone. Keep it with us on the ticket. 
Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Hey guys, it's Alicia Bellotto, and it's that time again. I'm here to invite you, Arkansas State Red Wolves fans, to the fourth annual Boots and Ballers for A-State men's basketball team. Thursday, September 30th at 7 p.m. at First National Bank Arena. Doors open at 6. Wear your best boots to meet A-State's ballers and coaching staff while you enjoy food, drinks, laughs, and music from DJ King Vic, and plenty of fun, including great live and silent auction items. Boots and Ballers is September 30th at First National Bank Arena. Tickets are $60 with premium tables available. Get yours by calling the Red Wolf Foundation, 870-972-2401. Now at Placid Tire Service, get up to $130 back on a set of eligible Bridgestone tires. That's up to $90 back from Bridgestone plus an additional $40 for paying with your Placid Tire Service card. Get the lowest price on a set of Bridgestone tires plus up to $130 back by mail at Placid Tire Service. And with an average Google rating of 4.7 out of 5 stars from thousands of happy customers, you can be confident that your best tire buying experience will always be at Placid Tire Service. Near Ready Mix is a regional supplier of Ready Mix concrete serving eight counties in northeast Arkansas. High quality products with dependable service, residential, and commercial. Near Ready Mix is looking for qualified individuals to join our team with openings in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Blyville. Qualifications include DOT health card and CDL Class B with air brake. New competitive pay structure sign-on bonus health care and 401k. Call 870-935-6327. Near Ready Mix, that's 935-6327. And like Near Ready Mix on Facebook. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. Farmers, harvest is here and Pico Foods wants your corn and Milo. If you haven't called Pico Foods, do so today to take advantage of their always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth generation family owned business, is committed to doing business with local producers and right now they want to buy your corn and Milo. Call today in Arkansas, Missouri, David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, contact Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman at 601-670-9383. Hey, everybody, it's Matt Stoltz. And Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days, and, well, we've decided to join the party. We'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Wolves, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right. We'll have interviews, behind-the-scenes info, tell plenty of stories, and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything A-State. It's the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Karen, Kate with you for one more segment. 9303776 is the number to call. You feeling encouraged or discouraged? about the rest of the Arkansas State football season. Jeremy on Twitter says, I I thought our defense was going to be better. I thought 35 points would be enough, let alone 55. We have to get better on defense in a hurry. No lies detected. There is, you can say there is plenty of room for improvement. 
Uh, Aaron says he's encouraged about the offense, saying it was great to see Lincoln Perry in there. Blackman had a great game and likely changed a lot of opinions, might include it. But that defense is discouraging. We are going to have to outscore everyone. And one, the offense is capable of that. But look, that offense can't put up 50 points a game. I mean, it, it would that would have to take a historically good offense to do that. So the defense is going to have to step it up. I have like, you know, one quick note from the, the final two box scores that I've liked, and it, it didn't make a significant a significant impact in, in this game against Memphis. But one thing that I felt like last year when you look back is I, I felt like A-State's defense was just gassed at the end of the season. And I felt like a lot of that was due to the fact that that for so much of the year, there were significant differences in, in Arkansas State and its opponent's time of possession. Time of possession isn't that big of a stat anymore if, you're, if your team wins it 31-29. to 29. But where you start having significant changes like we saw numerous times last year for A-State, it, it becomes concerning. Um, A-State did have you know a good time of possession in this game, 35-25. to 25. So while, again, that wasn't enough to, to get a win, I'm kind of thinking about the future here. When you get down to games 10, 11, and 12, how wore down is your defense going to be? Because we already know it's not the strongest unit. So if you can do anything possible in the meantime to possibly keep those guys fresh for the end of the year, then that's that's good to see. That is something I personally find uh, encouraging from the last two games that, you know, is not significant right now, but but could be later. As far as my answer for today, look, I, I feel encouraged. And, and part of that is just... At the end of the day, I am a little bit more of an optimist than a pessimist. But I do feel like these coaches can make some of the necessary changes for this team to improve on defense. Now, not for this to all of a sudden become a good defense. Again, there's not a magic wand that's going to automatically fix this and make it make it great. But I do feel like they can make it better and some of the issues that we saw on Saturday can be fixed. But I guess my biggest thing that I'm taking with me in terms of feeling encouraged about the rest of the season was obviously the fact that this team was in it until the very end. I kind of, not quit as a fan throughout this game, but you know, when Memphis scored there in what was it, the the third quarter and went up 41-23 to and that was on a, another 50-yard bomb of a touchdown, I was just like man, you know, this one's going to get out of hand. And it's going to get out of hand to Memphis, of all teams. Like, I don't want to see this. But credit A-State, they certainly did not believe that it was going to get out of hand. And came down to the last play. Yeah. I hope, surely by now everybody on the planet knows you cannot leave Arkansas State and Memphis early, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought we were going to have, we're, what, like 10-year, 15-year anniversary, whatever it is, of the uh, Miracle in yeah. Memphis. So, I mean, I thought we were going to have a Miracle in Jonesboro for a second. I know that, uh, so so I do leave games early, but if you ever see me sprinting out of Centennial Bank Stadium, it's not because I'm just I'm frustrated with the team or I'm giving up or anything. I, I have to go to the Embassy Suites to set up for Wolf House, and it takes me a minute to set up the equipment and, and do the sound check and all of that. So I always leave the games early. But, but when I left, which was... A few minutes into the fourth quarter, I mean, there were there were a lot of people walking out at the same time that I was. I was like, guys, this is <laughs> this is not one you can leave early. 
what would we have called the Blackman bomb if he had pulled I, that I off? I don't know. On Saturday, Do we, would would it just be called the sequel? Because the Bluff City Miracle sounds so cool. Yeah. But this one is in Jonesboro, in the Jonesboro City Miracle. That I mean, that's not a thing. The I don't know. I don't know what we would have called it. I'm trying to figure out some way in my head to tie in like miracle and water features and something, and I'm I'm not getting anything. But again, this is this is irrelevant because it it did not happen. Uh, coming up throughout the course of the week uh, tomorrow, looking forward to a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. He'll join us on the program, and uh, plenty more in store for this week. Is we continue to recap what happened over the weekend, and of course, uh, here soon we'll turn the page and start to look ahead to Arkansas State and Washington. But uh, pretty much last call here on the phones today. We'll go one more time and uh, check in with Stickman. How are you? I'm good. How's it going? Hey, going good. Your thoughts on, on Saturday? Oh, I, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, you know, it was – it's like you go to a football game and a, and a track meet breaks out. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, much, that's pretty much what it was. Uh you like a lot of scoring, boy, that was the game to go to. I don't know. We just need to shore up our defense, and we'll be fine because there's no doubt we can score. And is there a, an official in America that would call past interference on a Hail Mary? Probably not. I mean, you would have to <laughs> you would have to have a defensive back that basically just ran over about four receivers for that to happen. And even then, I don't necessarily know if I'd put money on it. No. I, every time I see Hail Mary, I said, man, there's pass interference every time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody throw a flag, a home, home ref, and I throw the flag, pass interference, let's give it to them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, I, I'm okay. You know, Washington will be a test, even though they haven't won a game yet. But they, they do play in a, a little bigger conference. What do you think? Yeah, they do, and, and and defensively they've done okay these past couple games. So that it's it could be a better challenge there for a state. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I don't think you answered a quarterback question. It was kind of like role reversal. Yeah. And I and I was I sit like five rows up from from the bench, and I I saw the point where Butch Jones went sat down beside Lane Hatcher and pretty much told him he was coming out. Yeah. Saw him pat him on the side. He didn't usually sit down, but he sat down beside Lane, and you could tell that's what he was doing. Man, next thing you know, Blackman's in there doing his thing. It's an we, were all, we were all hoping uh, for another miracle, but this just didn't happen. And if you don't, if you don't think Blackman has a cannon, you're crazy. <laughs> it that pass had no issue getting to the end zone. <laughs> it was just a, a couple feet off from where the A State guys were. Yeah, he had to ease up a little bit so he wouldn't throw it in the bleachers. Yeah. Yeah, he has got he has got an arm to be sure. Stick man, our music oh. is just about to hit. Well, well there it is. You too. Thank you so much. By the way, Arkansas got fined a hundred thousand dollars for rushing on the field this weekend. You know what though? <laughs> Hunter Eurocheck's gonna write that check yeah. with a big O smile on his face. Heck, they might even post that to social media and celebrate it. I think they should run the rush the field with the check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, appreciate everybody who who commented, voted, called today on the question, or just of course tuned in. 
it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do some days, even after even after a loss. And the reason for that is is because of you all. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is on the way next, followed by the drive at three o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow, who, by the way, did point out that he was in A State gear Saturday night, not Memphis gear. But just saying. Uh, following that will be RWRC Radio with JC at ten. Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.